Hello, Kryptonauts, and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. I am your host, Blockchain John, with my co-host, Jake Jabarelli, here to give you the top 10 daily stats, as well as your crypto news of the day. Jake, it's been about, what, three, four days? Three days? It feels like forever, though. What's up, Every three and a half days, we do a podcast. I know. It feels like forever. This week, it's just like, Wow. It's one of those weeks that yeah. just for me, I'm overwhelmed. This, just ugh. this this week has been really long too. I mean, it is only Wednesday, and mm. it feels like it's been two weeks. Mm. Every day has been three days for me. <laughs> oh. and it has nothing to do with Bitcoin's drop. It's nothing to do with that at all. I've just been insanely busy lately, so I'm kind of glad to have a mental break and do this fun thing for an hour. Uh, anyways, uh, regarding that content, this content in particular is. Entertainment, believe it or not, is absolutely entertaining to those of you out there. And any comments made by John or myself or any guest on this show is not financial advice. Back to you, John. All right. Uh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Let's get started with the top 10 daily stats. Starting off with Bitcoin. Actually, let's refresh that page. How about that? Let's do that real quick. There we go. Refresh that. Yep. Starting off with Bitcoin with uh, $49,584.81 with a seven-day loss of 13.2%, obviously because we had a, we had a crypto Black Friday, right, last week? Mm. Huh. Black Friday <laughs> means you're supposed to be in the black, not the red. <laughs> and then we have Ethereum at number two, settling at $4,372.27 with a seven-day loss of 4.7%. And a market cap of $518 billion. Oh, by the way, the market cap for Bitcoin is $936 billion. Uh, all right, number three, Binance Coin settling at $601.80 with a seven-day loss of 4.1% and a market cap of $101 billion. Number four, Tether settling at $1 with a no gain, no loss. Market cap is at $77 billion. Number five, Solana settling at $189.56 with a whopping Gobs and gobs and gobs, seven-day loss of 17.4% and a market cap of $58 billion. Number six, Cardano, settling at $1.37 with a seven-day loss of 11.6% and a market cap of $43 billion. Number seven, USD coin, settling at $0.99 with a seven-day loss of 0.3% and a market cap of $40 billion. Number eight, XRP, settling at $0.84 with a four. With a seven-day loss of 14.6% and a market cap of 39, pretty much $40 billion. Number nine, Polkadot, settling at $28.87 with a whopping and gobs and gobs and gobs, seven-day loss of 21.3% and a market cap of $30 billion. And last but not least, Terra, settling at uh, $75.39 with a seven-day gain of gobs and gobs and gobs of 17.2% and a market cap of $28 billion. It is going up. All right. What you think about that there, Jake? Uh, mm, mm. Yeah, it's actually kind of interesting to see how much Solana has fallen kind of on the on the same scale as Bitcoin. Once you get into the top 10 kind of flow uh, with Bitcoin, unless you're Shiba Inu or Terra in this case. But, uh, yeah, there's... Uh, the stable coins, obviously, they're relatively stable, and everything else is falling at least five, five to fifteen percent. But yeah, Polkadot took a hard dive, and Solana took a hard dive. But even though Solana fell a lot, it's still kind of right there between Tether and Cardano. Um, it's not like it's you know USD Coin and Cardano are pretty close together, along with XRP. And there's about a ten billion dollar difference between XRP and Polkadot. But then Terra is really close to Polkadot. And if Polkadot keeps falling, Terra is going to jump to position nine. Mm-hmm. The other thing that's interesting is see Polygon doing so well, even though it's down there in position 14. Where is it? There it so, is. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's actually going up, huh? And you said that's yeah. pegged to Terra? Or no, no. no. Um, oh. Avalanche, Terra, and Solana are all okay. in the same Avalanche. grouping. Interesting. Okay. Nice. All right. Let's go to your overall total market cap at... trillion dollars up by 2.2 percent and as you notice here the bitcoin market cap dominance is down by a lot 37.86 percent i would confidently say that this is altcoin season 
Don't be fooled. Yeah. This is altcoin yeah. ETH is ETH is over twenty percent of the market. It's to twenty one right now. Where's ETH at? Right here, twenty one percent. Wow, gobs and gobs, just taking it. Just wow. Okay, uh, collect your candies. Hit this little little uh, candy jar up here, and I've already collected my candies of the day. Got over ten grand of candies in my candy jar there. Obviously, you can get your awesome rewards here. You go to rewards and get your awesome free stuff here. You want some digital books, which I have these here. Or if you want some discount stuff, here you go. All right, back to you, Jake. Well, we appreciate everybody listening. And if you're watching on YouTube, please like our videos if you do. And uh, you can always subscribe. We uh, hit the notification bell if you want to hear from our posts. We update every Wednesday and Sunday. You can check us out on Discord or on Twitter Live Spaces, which John has been participating a lot more with. But there actually is a lot of stuff going on Discord. And just as a little quick note on that, you can get into the, the C3 Media Economy uh, channel in the Discord, and you can get... C3 Media Tokens, which we give away if you do work or participate. There's a lot of people that have, have gotten these tokens over the ages, and they do have a tiny little value, that is, participation value. We're also on Patreon, if you'd like to uh, donate there. We have a $3, $5, and $10 donation level, and the higher the level you go, the more content you get. You can also donate, if you don't want to do it that way, through Bitcoin, Ethereum, Binance, BAT, and now Raven, which we've technically always had available. Uh, but we weren't mentioning in the past. So Bitcoin, Ethereum, Binance, BAT, or Basic Attention Token, and Ravencoin is accepted as well. I have a thing in the description below. Below. Below, below, below. Yep, yep. By the way, that's C uh, C3 Economy. I'm going to test out the Discord market this weekend to see how, how it works properly. Um, so, yeah, if anybody's interested, uh, come hit me up in Discord. Just test it out. Yep. Join some... us in Discord and check that stuff out. Yeah. All right, let's head on over to decrypt.co for your daily news. First news of the day written by Jason Nelson. Technically, it's the last news of the day, right? Because we're going backwards. Yeah. <laughs> Most recent news of the day. Most recent news of the day. Libertarian Magazine Reason gets in on Ethereum NFTs. Bitcoin has deep roots with, within libertarianism. Now the predominant political philosophy for dominant publication is getting more hands-on with crypto. In conjunction with its annual Webathon fundraising event, Reason Magazine has auctioned an Ethereum NFT on the OpenSea marketplace. Founded in, in May 1968, Reason is a libertarian magazine focused on free markets and individual freedom. More than a few posts take both Wall Street and world governments to task for abuses of power. Reason sees Bitcoin as a tool to fight back. Recent pieces have defended Bitcoin against charges that it wastes electricity pointed out how it might defeat Latin America socialism and even argued that it could stomp out Wall Street fraud. Reason is the latest publication to use NFTs to fundraise and draw awareness through the digital art form. It joins magazines such as Fortune, Time, Rolling Stone, The Economist, and Playboy. James Siebel, Chief Technology Officer at Recur, won the NFT, which features the four hosts of the Reason Roundtable podcast with a bid of... 0.75 uh, wrapped ETH around $3,300. Owning it, Siebel told Decrypt, creates a connection between myself and the other institution, which is the voice of reason in a media landscape dominated by uh, partisans, biased, and basic misunderstandings of facts. And what is that? A tweet? This is a tweet tweet from Reason. Uh, reason editor at large, Nick Gillespie. Gillespie, yeah, Gillespie. Gilles, told, Gilles, it's Gillespie. Gilles, Gillespie. 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 Told Decrypt, the idea of an NFT came from CFO John Graff, but it could have just as easily emanated from any number of editorial staffers. It's really in Reason's DNA. Anything that works to decentralize and disperse and kind of diffuse power throughout a system. Gillespie? Gillespie told Decrypt. Gillespie's own interest in cryptocurrency goes all the way back to reading the Bitcoin white paper from pseudonymous creator Satoshi Nakamoto in 2008. It seems like the d demonstration project of how technology can radically alter the status quo without permission or ple uh, pleading, he said. NFT, the blockchain-based tokens that signify ownership in a linked asset are building on top of that. Gillespie says NFTs, use, uh, NFTs make us think differently, 
harder and better about post scarcity future in which we can all have a virtual we can all have virtually everything we want but still desire status when nfts first emerge i immediately loved the concept because it blows apart a century old uh, dichotomy between uniqueness and ubiqu ubiquity in a way that are worth exploring jalepsi said Reason says all proceeds from the sale of the NFT will go to the Reason Foundation and magazine's publisher. Thanks in part of the NFT sale, it has already passed its original fundraising goal of $420,000. 420. Gillespie said Reason might look to create a series of NFTs featuring other team members in a future, and even if the digital collectibles turn out to be a fad, it's a fun and exciting, fun and exciting to continue the legacy of the cypherpunks Reason has chronicled. Said Gillespie, we are to we are totally at the dot matrix printer stage of the world of what NFTs can offer far beyond 8-bit versions of things that exist in meat space. Really, really exciting. Correction. Meat space. Yeah, meat space. Yeah. I don't know. Well, who even came up with that? Correction. Uh, Gillespie oh, read. That was the last. That was it. Huh? It was the last. I can't think of it. it was the last time we yeah, did we, the podcast. We did, I know, but I, who came up with that whole meat space thing? I can't remember who yeah. it was. Some some editor person said mm. meat space. Meat space. Said a meta, it's it's the it's the metaverse. The metaverse, um, right? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so the metaverse I, was coined recently to to make fun of the metaverse because it's just switching the A and the T around. Yeah, there um, was there was a correctionist article that Gillespie actually read the Satoshi's White Paper in two thousand eighteen, not in two thousand eight. All right. Yeah. Continuing on with some crypto CEO went to Congress and got a warm welcome, apparently. What? What? Is this Jeff John Roberts? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Top executives from Coinbase, Circle, and four other cryptocurrency firms appeared before members of Congress on Wednesday, an event that in past years would have triggered indignation and scoldings. Instead, Crypto execs were greeted with curiosity and even encouragement. Sacrilege! The five-hour hearing took place before the U.S. House Committee and fin or on Financial Services, where six CEOs, including Sam Bankman-Fried of FTX, testified about the growing importance of crypto and the industry's desire for regulation. Not, not really, but he, no, he talked about it. While such hearings in the past have focused almost entirely about the criminal use of Bitcoin, Wednesday's session saw members inquire about everything from the security advantages of blockchain technology, thank God, to the potential for crypto to provide greater financial inclusion. Web3 can empower anyone, said uh, Rep. Anthony Gonzalez, Republican of the Ohio State, using a relatively new term that describes an emerging stack of applications that don't rely on a centralized authority to function. It almost sounds like he's talking about killing himself because, I mean, that's what the U.S. government is. Gonzalez and, other repeatedly, and others repeatedly invoked the prospect of the U.S. losing out on crypto-related innovation as a result of cumbersome regulation and asked if the industry would benefit more from a cohesive policy from the U.S. government. I think they would. The crypto CEO unsurprisingly agreed with the sentiment and urged Congress to clarify the overlapping jurisdictions between agencies like the SEC and CFTC and to allow companies like Circle, which has issued more than $30, $30 billion in stable coins, to come into existing banking system. The committee members crypto executives also noted on numerous occasions that other Countries, including Canada, have allowed products like a Bitcoin ETF, even as the U.S. continues to bar them. The whole bunch of customers want to buy a Bitcoin ETF. Why won't we let them? Asked Rep. Brian Steele, Republican of Wisconsin, who then asked uh, Elisa Haas, CEO, C pardon me, Coinbase's CFO and U.S. CEO, if the company had asked the SEC for details about why the agency has told it why it can't issue a lending product tied to stablecoins, tokens that are pegged to fiat currencies such as the dollar. We have asked if, and we still do not have clarity on why our product can't proceed, replied Haas. Some Democrats on the committee took a more skeptical view of the crypto industry with Rep. Rashid uh, uh, Tlaib, Democrat of uh, Minnesota, 
no, that's uh, Michigan, sorry, asking about Bitcoin's mining, mining's growing carbon footprint, while Rep. Sylvia Garcia, Democrat of Texas, and Alma Davis, Democrat of North Carolina, both pressed the companies to provide data about diversity in their corporate ranks and user base, a request to which every CEO agreed. But even as they expressed their, such concerns, the Democratic members praised the potential for uh, crypto and blockchain wallets to provide lower cost alternatives to existing banking system. Rep. Richie Torres, Democrat New York, who re represents one of the country's poorest districts in the South Bronx, described how crypto offered a cheaper and faster way for many of his constituents to send remittance payments. Meanwhile, the, both Republicans and Democrats praised concerns uh, probably raised concerns about whether quantum computing may pose a threat to blockchain security and whether crypto might undermine the U.S. dollar as the world's reserve currency. I think it's already undermining itself, honestly, though while uh, also expressing support for technological potential of crypto. There's not a whole lot more here. Uh, one Only one member of the committee, Rep. Brad Sherman, Democrat of California, broke into the cordial tone of hearing uh, of the hearing, mocking the crypto industry for adopting a vibe of stick to the man while allegedly receiving support from powerful Wall Street interests. Sherman also blasted Coinbase for sending Haas rather than its top executive, Brian Armstrong, suggesting that Armstrong would event eventually have to experience hearings like the one Congress has meted out to Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg. While Sherman's withering attitude toward crypto would have uh, become in Congress even three years ago, his com his commit his comportment, pardon me, on Wednesday, made him an outlier among the members of the committee. The tenor of the hearing won praise for many in the crypto community, while uh, who have often expressed frustration with perceived hostility and lack of Congress. These Congress people are surprisingly informed. It is not immediately clear that the upshot of Wednesday's hearing what what the upshot of Wednesday's hearing will be though several members of the committee declared that they would be working on bills to streamline crypto regulation and support the industry. The rules of the road for Web3 can be bipartisan, said Jake, with the last name I can't pronounce from Democrat of, of uh, Maine. Auchincloss? So, pardon? Is, is it Auchincloss? Auchincloss? or Auchincloss? I think it's Auchincloss, but... I. Jake and I have a similar name. Anyways, uh, I think this is encouraging. I'm glad to see that, uh, ironically, both sides of the aisle seem to be in favor of this to some degree. Hmm. I think, to me, uh, just as a cynic and a skeptic of this, it just has to do with the fact that it's all about money, and Congress likes money. That is true. Just pay them already, okay? Next news once, article. Once they figure out how to how to vote, once they figure out how to vote themselves a raise, you mm -hmm. can't stop them. Oh yeah. Uh, next news written by Jeff Benson. Kickstarter goes crypto to compete with DAOs. DAOs have been called the new GoFundMe or Kickstarter. Well, it, find yourself. Well, Sorry. what if Kickstarter is the new DAO? The crowdfunding platform is creating a new organization tasked with building a blockchain-based version of its platform. The new organization, which does not yet have a name, should begin developing the platform early next year. Kickstarter plans to switch over the, to the new platform when the protocol is ready. It's aiming for 2022, per reporting from Bloomberg. We think bringing all that we've learned about crowdfunding since 2009 to inform the development of a decentralized protocol will open up exciting new opportunities for creative projects to come to life. Founder Perry Chen and CEO uh, Az Azizi uh, Hassan wrote today, In the coming weeks, a white paper will be released outlining the technology and plans for the protocol. Kickstarter was one of the original web-based fundraising platforms. It works like this. Someone has an idea, but they need money to make it a reality. Rather than losing rather than losing equity to venture capital firms or take out an interest-laden uh, interest loan from the bank, they used Kickstarter to pitch their idea to the... Uh, what? The Hoi... What is that? Hoi Hoiapulu? Hmm. Holabulu. Holabulu? I don't know. 
if uh, if people want the idea to become reality they can pledge money to it typically in exchange for e eventual uh, versions of the product and some bonus goodies essentially they pre-order it peloton now a publicly traded company produced its first bike using kickstarter the oculus virtual reality headset now owned by facebook parent company meta started off on the platform as well but decentralized autonomous organizations maybe eating into web2 platforms market shares like crowdfunding platforms DAOs can also be used as mechanisms for pooling money together wink wink jake hey that's all you uh sorry I, I just i just realized what you had said earlier that it's a hoi polloi not not uh hoi polloi you were you were trying to pronounce before i, I can't remember exactly what it means but it's something like uh the common people or the masses the hoi polloi mm. so good to know uh, like crowd, uh, crowdfunding platforms, DAO can also be used as a mechanism for pooling money together to buy something, whether that's a copy of the U.S. Constitution at auction, an NBA team, or a collectible NFTs. Uh, DAOs raise millions by sending, selling their own digital tokens, typically via the Ethereum blockchain that represents voting shares. The more tokens you have, the more sway over the DAO's decision you have. DAOs have a few potential advantages over legacy platforms. For starter, fees. Kickstarter takes 5% of all, fee, uh, all funds raised. That's after grabbing 3 to 5% in payment processing fees per pledge. Blockchain tech has the potential to cut down on those numbers by making payments more efficient, though it's not without complications. First of all, not on the Ethereum platform, okay? No. 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 All right. Uh, while DAO members don't tie to their organization, they do have to cover on-chain transaction fees. Ethereum rates over the past year make Kickstarters take look Kickstarters take look tiny. Yeah, that's true. Kickstarters won't be using Ethereum. It's it, it it's opted for Celo. Hey, Celo, due to its carbon hey, negative. Celo. Uh, yeah, due to its carbon negative blockchain platform, the company intends to establish a governance lab run separately from the current and new platform. Oh, wow. Hey, that's a, that's a interesting. Nice. I'm glad you're using Stella. That's going to make my Stella worth more. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. And this is not financial advice, but Stella does have a stable coin. If you're interested, you can you can put your money in that, but still you do your own research. Mm -mm. I hate having to say that. I really do. I wish I wish I could just say buy this stuff and, you know, no one's going to come back and sue me. I really wish I could do that, but the only reason people do these stupid disclaimers all the time is because they're people are like, hey, you gave me financial advice and I wasted all my money. I'm going to sue your ass. Even the technically, the people can still technically sue us. And I don't know why they do that, but I don't know why a lot of people do a lot of things. So, phenomenal. Continuing on Bitcoin crash. Ooh, I think everyone is involved in. in coin at this moment was probably pretty aware of this most people listening to the podcast are probably quite aware of what we're talking about so bitcoin crash marked second largest single day btc futures liquidation there dun 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 only oh wait, this is by um, stacy elliott thank you stacy mom i'm sorry stacy elliott in only a few hours on saturday 5.4 billion dollars Bitcoin futures contracts were liquidated, draining the market of 25% of its value. According to Glassnode's weekly report, it was the second largest single day change in the futures market this year because now we have futures in Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. Behind the massive sell off of May 19th, it was only a week ago that Glassnode found futures trading was on the rise. Chicago based CME derivatives market accounted for 20% of global volume. But when open interest rises, it can lay the groundwork for a lot of volatility. And you'd think that would be normal in Bitcoin. Open interest refers to outstanding futures or options, contracts that have been that have yet to be settled. Options function options function as their name suggests, giving the buyer the option to buy an asset at a predetermined price when the contract expires. Futures are more binding, locked, locking the buyer into buying an asset at a predetermined price when the contract expires. Both the types of derivative contracts can be used to speculate on price movement or as a hedge, allowing the 
buyer to recoup some portion of their losses if the underlying asset, in this case Bitcoin, moves in an unfavorable direction. Leverage positions, so-called because investors can place these bets with a relatively small amount of capital, can cause big market swings when prices fall. The chain of contract closures on Saturday amounted to a rise of fit, a riot, pardon me, a total rents of 58,202 BTC in value, Glassnode writes in its report. In BTC domination, uh, pardon me, denomination, the liquid, this liquidation was the second largest single-day change in the future open interest in 2021, tested only by the historic sell-off of May 19, which totaled 79,244 uh, Bitcoin. And then there is a chart here to give you an idea of what that's like. But you probably watched it, so you probably know. Other notable big market swings in open interest were uh, May 12th, the day Tesla said it would no longer accept Bitcoin as payment. July 26th, when a short squeeze helped reverse the prices of the summer doldrums. A short squeeze occurs when investors who have shorted an asset or bet against it, that is, liquidate their position to cut their losses. The squeeze usually begins when the price rises unexpectedly. The liquidated short positions accelerate rate at which an asset price rises, which of course leads more people to abandon their short positions, wash, rents, repeats. Anyways, this is kind of what happened to people who were betting against AMC and against GameStop, if you were watching that. The other day for significant open interest movement occurred on September 7th when Bitcoin officially became legal tender in El Salvador, according to Glassnode. But even a big drop in open interest can spur other activity. That's why Glassnode has said previously that it's worth keeping an eye on the derivatives market. For example, last week's sell-off was accompanied by the second highest hourly options volume, 1.7 billion per hour, since the mid-May sell-off. That sounds like a bunch of uh, financial legal speak or financial jargon. It is, but those of you who know, you know. Um, I don't know if I can explain it any, any more simply than what was explained here. This is this is. Close enough to being very basic for those who are not heavily involved in futures trading. So, not financial advice. All right. Next news written by Andrew Hayward. Reddit looks to expand Ethereum crypto rewards to more communities. Hmm. Uh, Reddit first dabbled in Ethereum based crypto token rewards two years ago, but has chartered a deliberate path towards scaling the, the program. Finally, the popular online discussion community appears to be ready to expand the initiative to a potentially much larger audience. Today, the site launched a new website for its Community Points beta program and opened up a waitlist form, which lets users and moderators alike request and feature for their communities or subreddit. Users can earn community points in eligible subreddits by posting and engaging in discussions. The crypto points have a value within each respective community and can be used to purchase features or engage in community governance. But they can also uh, potentially be swapped for other cryptocurrencies or tokens at exchanges or used for other external purposes. Community points are the first step towards a different future for online communities. Reddit's site reads these token lives on the lives on the blockchain which means they are truly owned by the community over time your community will benefit from uh, even greater control and independence on and out of reddit it's an ambitious project albeit one with modest origins for uh, reddit's first launched ethereum based community points in the r slash eth trader subreddit as erc20 tokens donuts in December 2019, and then rolled out the program and points to just two other subreddits, r slash cryptocurrency, moons, and r slash Fortnite BR bricks in May 2020 on in Ethereum testnet. All told, there are more than 3 million subreddits today. Figuring out how to expand the program to reach more and more communities has been a multi-stage process for, for Reddit, which held a scaling bake-off competition in august 2020 to find an ethereum scaling solution ultimately this past july reddit picked ethereum layer layer 2 solution arbitrum nice okay uh when reddit uh, when reddit will ultimately launch community points on arbitrum and scale the program remains to be seen but the wait list is the first big step towards uh big step forward in months reddit is also working on building an nft marketplace 
if a detailed job listing from October is any indication. Hmm. Okay, awesome. It's been a while. I see Reddit doing this. Yeah, it's always been a promoter of uh, crypto ever since they allowed people to, um, prom- or was it promote other people's posts in Doge, which I used to do a long time ago. So, continuing on with Aku World or Aku is it Aku or Aku? Aku. Aku World. I'm gonna say Aku. Um, Ethereum NFT sensation to immersive art in Basel experience by Andrew Hayward. Aku has rapidly become a standout in the rising NFT space. Created by former MLB player Micah Johnson, the young black uh, space explorer has leapt from a series of Ethereum NFTs to a film and TV deal, a digital trip to the International Space Station. A partnership between Johnson and financial services giant Visa. The original NFT character's biggest adventure yet arguably took place last week in Miami, where Johnson partnered with crypto exchange FTX to bring his journey to life in Aku World, Miami, a, an experimental installation running during the annual Art Basel Expo. In a large venue in Miami's vibrant Wynwood Art District, Aku World uh, del- delivered an immen- immersive experience punctuated by an enormous reaction, or pardon me, recreation of the boy's helmet that attendees could enter to view video footage of his intergalactic journeys. Walls within the cavernous 30,000 square foot space similarly, similarly showcased colorful 360 degree planetary locales. Here is a video on that. I'm going to play that real quick. Hold on a second. All right. See, it's a few seconds here. Hmm. Okay. Um, Not even sure what to describe because there's just so much going on here. Um, Yeah. And that's about it. Not much to it. Johnson told Decrypt that uh, the oversized helmet let visitors experience Aku's quest from character's own uh, viewpoint. He likened the experience to the rise of coming metaverse, 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 sorry, the growing Web3 native digital world that is being created around NFTs, the unique blockchain-based tokens that function like deeds of ownership over digital items. Sounds so classic. Aku can travel from digital realm to digital realm, said Johnson of kid who is very confident in this digital world and sees the physical world as important. Hopefully it is. The helmet shows people the places you can go. Elsewhere, the installation featured physical artwork from Johnson and other black artists, including Floyd Strickland and the late Jean-Michael Basquiat. Basquiat. Uh, I hope I pronounced his name correctly. Uh, it also has a space for a series of panel discussions between Johnson, rapper Pusha T, and singer Kalani. I don't know all these names, and I apologize if I'm butchering them. And various creators and builders from across the country, actually crypto industry, rather. Kalani performed at the three-day event, as well as Pusha T designed merchandise along fashion designers Alia May and Jerome Lamar. Johnson said that the rapper has been a supporter of Aku since before the first NFT drop, and that other the other designers were similarly keen on the opportunity to get involved in Aku's story. Okay, uh, getting one of these pe- one of those people to do something with their project would be cool, but having all three of them involved is, uh, in this is really powerful. He said, "We didn't have to twist their arm. They saw Aku as they would as they knew." They saw Aku and they knew how passionate I was about getting the message of what possible in the to the world. Steve Cripp covered in August a piece of Aku artwork orbited the Earth in an International Space Station server. Johnson first developed the character after his four-year-old nephew asked his mother, Can astronauts be black? <laughs> Johnson created a representation that he wanted to see in the world, but said that Aku doesn't have to be tied to NFTs alone. I never saw Aku as an NFT project at all. I just realized NFTs to orchestrate an audience, uh, try to utilize uh, an audience, 
and really create an alignment. He said, I see Aku as a generational character that is very mainstream. On NFT collection, ultimately introduced Aku to the world, Johnson told Decrypt that the goal for Aku World Miami was to create an experience around the character without focusing too much on the tech behind the original collectibles. I wanted to do something on a large scale because I knew Art Basel was going to be the NFT event of the year, he explained. I really want to show that we can utilize NFTs to get it to a place like this and to be able to do something of this magnitude. Even so, NFTs remain a key draw for attendees, uh, particularly those who wanted to pick up an exclusive collectible at the event. FTX had a wallet creation station to help newcomers onboard into crypto, plus Aku World had a 4D scanner that could create a model of attendees to generate an interactive Aku theme metaverse avatar in the form of an NFT. And there is another video on Twitter. That or no? Oops. Yeah, I got it. I got it going. That's pretty much it. Looks a lot like uh, Decentraland, actually. Huh. Johnson said that the uh, that he plans to bring the Aku World installation to other cities in the future, along with further work building out the NFT universe and driving value back into the community. It has been a whirlwind year for the former baseball player turned professional artist, but he sees even brighter days ahead for his NFT-fueled creation. It's a testament to the community, he said. It takes massive company um, years and decades to build something special or get character growth. We can ex expedite that through Web3. Kind of a fascinating ideal. Um, I hope that this goes everywhere he plans it to go. Aku. Remember that. Remember that. Five years down the road, Aku. Aku. All right, next news, written by Jeff John Roberts. Foundry launches Bitcoin mining rig marketplace. Bitcoin mining has undergone a massive transformation in the last year as a crackdown in China has led much of the industry to relocate to North America. That's one reason Foundry, a fast-growing U.S. mining company, is launching a new market to match buyers and sellers of used Bitcoin mining rigs. Called, cool. yeah, called Foundry X. The new service promises to act as an eBay of sorts for the mining industry, tapping into its relationship with hundreds of buyers and sellers and serving as a reliable middleman for a business once known for secretive or dodgy practices. People want transparency, said Jeff, uh, Jeff Berkey. Foundry VPs of Business and Development, who told Decrypt that buying Bitcoin mining rigs has historically required an act of faith revolving around wire transfers to China. Yep. Foundry, which also operates a mining pool and run machines of its own, says it has facilitated over $125 million in equipment sales in 2021, and that it has secured over 40,000 machines for delivery through 2022. In the early days of Bitcoin, people would mine it using home laptops or even cell phones. By 2015, however, Bitcoin's growth popularity requires, uh, required would-be miners to obtain additional computing power in the form of specialized machines built with custom chips. Today, those machines typically cost thousands or tens of thousands of dollars and are produced by two China-based manufacturers, Bitmain and MicroBT. According to Foundry, CEO Mike Coiler, uh, Col Col Collier? Col Mm. Collier. Collier. China's crackdown on crypto has targeted domestic activities, but not but not the manufacture of machines for export. But Collier added that the crackdown has led to a scramble as Chinese miners have sought to move their machines out of the country or sell them to buyers in other countries, including in the U.S. This has led to an opportunity for Foundry as it helps both buyers and sellers navigate those tricky process of shipping mining rigs halfway across the world. While Foundry is less than two years old, it has grown rapidly. The company initially focused on its own mining Bitcoin operations, but soon expanded to help the North American firms obtain a financial uh, to obtain obtain and finance equipment. And in February, launched a pool that has emerged as one of the world's biggest. 
a subsidiary of the giant crypto conglomerate Digital Currency Group, Foundry is also serving a strategic role for its parent company by cross-selling financial and administrative services offered by Genesis, another DCG company to its mining clients. Hmm, well. Necessarily a great thing to be the biggest pool, but I can definitely see after B pool closed why they could become that. And F2 pool, F2 pool and B pool, I believe, are both Chinese. And uh, they were both shut down by the Chinese government, so they're gone. Really now? Yeah. I, I mean, I've used F2 pool, but I haven't used B pool. Nevertheless, they were huge. Yeah. Well, F2, F2 pool, I think, was one of the first ones that I've used when I first got into Bitcoin. Years ago. Gobs and gobs and gobs of years ago. <laughs> Index Coop Dow raises $2.25 million in years, $500 million in managed assets. I bet they think they're impressive by Jason Nelson. There are a few ways to invest in crypto. Throwing darts. Yeah, that's one way. Buying whatever coin Elon Musk tweets about that week. Or snatching up tokens you read about on Telegram. You could also read about it other places besides Telegram, but anyways. Index Cooperative DAO, Decentralized Autonomous Organization, thinks sourcing the wisdom of the crypto in-crowd is a better way. And it's raising money to scale up its investment strategy. Index Coop, which launched in October of last year to build and manage crypto indexes, announced today it raised $2.25 million in a round led by Sequoia Capital India, Blockchain Ventures, and White Star Capital. This latest fund rise brings its reported total funding to $10 million. Following an earlier seed round of $7.75 million led by Mike Novogratz uh, Galaxy Digital and 1KX. Index Coop, or I guess technically Index Co-op, just not hyphenated, works a bit like an asset manager such as Vanguard or Merrill Lynch. It creates a basket of cryptocurrencies mixing wrapped Bitcoin, Ethereum, and others that people can invest in. But instead of a Wall Street associate collaborating with the index, it's the DAO's members. And uh, rather, who cast the votes in the dollar sign index tokens. Index co-ops uh, or coops most popular product with a market cap of nearly $190 million is the ETH 2X flexible leverage index which includes Compound, Ether, and Stablecoin, USDC. Since its launch, the DAO, which is really more of a decentralized asset manager called a DAM, damn it anyways, has accumulated hundreds of millions of assets under management, briefly surpassing a $500 million mark for the recent crypto correction, brought its war chest closer to $400 million. Yeah, 25%. Well, 20%. We really see our mission in is bringing safe, effective investing to everyone in the world. Simon Judd, Index Cooperative Business Developer uh, Development Working Group lead told Decrypt, that's a long name. It's so easy for people to jump into crypto and just start chasing trends, chasing coins. It's not doing it in a really effective way. Really, that's what it is, right? I mean, you can, everybody needs to lose money in crypto. So they know, don't sell your crypto. Judd said that although the DAO has a community of over 6,000 members on its Discord server, its core team tasked with daily operations and being paid by the DAO is around 100. The money raised will go toward expanding its full-time team and making certain that the protocol remains financially stable. In addition to the ETH 2X Flexible Leverage Index, Index Co-op offers five other products, DeFi Pulse Index, DPI, Metaverse, Metaverse Index MVI, Bankless BED Index or BED, BTC 2X Flexible Leverage Index or Flea BTC, and Data Economy Index or DATA. What Judd says, the, new income, the newcomers can stick to a few basics. What we found is every time we onboard family or friends of normal people, normal people, muggles into crypto, we're telling them to buy Bitcoin or Ethereum or buy DPI to get exposure probably smarter than throwing darts and seeing what sticks hmm. it depends on what you're throwing the darts at but still i i'm kind of for this i'm kind of against it i'm kind of for it in the sense that it 
it does bring crypto muggles into the, into the fold, but it does it in, its, in such a way as to kind of alleviate them from the pain of, of losing 25% of their portfolio, which will, will still happen, but probably less painfully. So it's just, people are just like, well, you know, I don't really want to lose a lot of money. You know, mm -hmm. I have a lot of money to lose. Um, can I invest 25 bucks? Yes, you can, but you should totally buy Bitcoin, or totally buy Ethereum, not financial advice. Nevertheless, we're reading about financial advice. Yeah. You can blame these people if they lose your money. It's all them, not us. <laughs> all right, next news. Written by, what is this? Uh, Stephen, Stephen, Stephen Graves. Australia to bring crypto out of the shadows with new regulatory framework. As a part of the sweeping uh, modernization of Australia's payment system, the Australian government will overhaul the regulatory framework around cryptocurrency exchanges, noting that over 800,000 Australians have owned a form of cryptocurrency. Treasurer Josh oh, Fry, Friedenberg said that the government is broadening out of the Definition, uh, definition of the services and the products that can be regulated in an interview with 7 News Australia. And there's a video clip there. We're taking this area out of the shadows and bringing it into a considered regulatory framework, which is world-leading, said Frydenberg, adding that we want those businesses that are buying and selling cryptocurrencies to be properly licensed in order to provide greater certainty, certainty and security to those people who are transacting in that area. According to Reuters, the Australian government will begin cons consultation on establishing a licensing framework for digital exchanges in early 2022 and will consult a, uh, on regulating businesses that hold crypto on behalf of their customers. Australia's Treasury will also work alongside the country's central bank on a CBDC central bank digital currency. Frydenberg's announcement comes in the wake of a collapse of Australia-based crypto exchange MyCryptoWallet, which called in the firm SV Partners on Wednesday to liquidate its assets and deal with creditors. The move follows several months of reports that the users of the exchange were unable to access their funds, according to the Australian Financial Review. It's not the first Australian crypto exchange to go under this year. In October, Melbourne-based firm Blockchain Global Limited operators of the crypto exchange ACX collapsed into administration owning creditors $21 million per the Sydney Morning Herald. It's probably 21 million Australian dollars, which is slightly different than 21 US dollars. Mm. Yeah, I'm glad to see Australian doing it too. Everybody's adopting it, man. I told I told all my friends, all my families and strangers, I was that uh, crazy guy. It's like, no, man, that digital money is never gonna get anywhere. It's never going anywhere, man. It's gonna just go under. It's just it's it's the uh, the dark web's money, dark money. It's like, no, it's going to be adopted by the masses. You know, you'll see big time uh, institutional investors into it. There's gonna be a day in the future where you're gonna go pay gas with your crypto. They're like, this is it, it was so beyond their imagination. Like, dude, you're gonna go, you're gonna pay crypto. <laughs> like, you're gonna go get, you're gonna get gas. It's not gonna be with fiat. It's gonna be with a crypto-based uh, uh, card or your phone. Tap to pay. You can do it with BitPay right now. So yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. All right. All right. Scott Chipolina. Bitcoin mining added to a list of industry facing energy caps in Iceland. Iceland, that green place. Sorry, it's a place where people live. Greenland, nobody lives there. Iceland is suffering a power shortage, prompting the country to cap supplies to some industries deemed to be surplus requirement, for Bloomberg. The country's principal utility provider, I'm going to now. Um, Butcher, Landsfigram, is reportedly reducing, pardon me, reducing supplies to aluminium, British pronunciation, smelters, data centers, fish meal factories, and Bitcoin miners. Damn you! Oh, wait. According to the vice president of sales, the customer service at Landsfigram, <laughs> I'm butchering again, Tina, oh gosh, another name of the butcher, Throut's daughter, Thotler recorded demand re record demand played a key role in the decision. 
or maybe it's Tina, Tina, I don't know. This is the latest in a long line of challenges for the Bitcoin mining industry in the Nordic region, which has been hesitant to allow previous renewable energy resources to be taken up by the crypto industry. Iceland, Scandinavia, and Bitcoin. Bitcoin miners have descended on Iceland and other Nordic countries in pursuit of cheap electricity. To date, companies like Hive Blockchain, Genesis Mining, and Bitfury have established a presence in Iceland. Despite the country's attractiveness, the country's energy officials are less than keen to embrace Bitcoin. Just a second. All right. There could be a very little excess energy in 2021 and 2022, warned Order. Is it Hoarder? Just like the guy from uh, Game of Thrones? Mm-hmm. Hoarder Arnarsson, Land Vixenskin CEO earlier this year. Because of the climate issues, we, I'm not going to read it in his voice, sorry. We see a lot of very interesting segments that are growing rapidly, and several of them need electricity. Elsewhere in the Nordic region, region that very trend has prompted officials to go as far as banning energy-intensive crypto mining. Oh boy, here's another one. Wow, that's a long one. Let me try. Long word. I'm terrible with my Slavic or Nordic languages. My, my apologies to all those who speak those languages. My financial, uh, the financial supervisory authority in Sweden did just that in November of this year. Sweden needs the renewable energy targeted by crypto asset producers for the essential services and increased by the use miners uh, use by miners threatens our ability to meet the Paris Agreement the regulator said at the time he didn't even want to say his name adding the energy intensive uh, mining of crypto assets should be therefore uh, should therefore be prohibited and I'm getting my tongue tied just by trying to say these words the Swedish regulator is not only is not the only one calling for a tougher stance on crypto mining even if that mining utilizes green energy we've been saying this for a long time you cannot sustainably waste resources using renewables for crypto mining is no solution digiconomist founder alex devries previously told decrypt he's not wrong um there is one however use uh, what, give me a second first way um that i find to be a particularly good use of uh reno- renewable resources when they can't be uh, collected any other way. And that is, this is years ago when I first got into mining, 2014. Um, uh, the local utility for electricity, he shall, who shall not be named, um, I should say PG&E, who shall be not be named. No, anyways, um, they uh, will only pay you a certain amount if you put so much, certain amount of solar on your house. You, know, you can only get so much cashed out. And it wouldn't be at market rates. So I encourage many people and help them set this up, set up mining equipment on their homes. If you had too much solar on your house because you had a lot of money and you wanted to put a lot into solar, mm-hmm. but you still wanted to get some of that money paid back, mm-hmm. um, just put it into mining. Just use that extra solar as mining because the local uh, utility is not going to give you the a proper amount of money for it. So that is a perfectly good use of renewable resources for crypto is an attempt to actually recoup the cost that the local utility will not give you. So I, I get how they say it at, at a, glo- a global scale or a national scale. Like this seems like a waste, but it's your prerogative. If you want to put your energy into that purpose, put your energy to that purpose. Now, these are businesses, not individuals. And if the government's like, well, we don't really want to waste energy on this, I kind of see it, but it's it's kind of funny just for the first time to see a more liberal perspective say no to new technology. So, all right, let's go to the next news written by Jeff John Roberts. Crypto CEOs testified before Congress. Six things to watch. Didn't we already talk about this? Uh, no. Yeah, this is like the first article I read. What? No, it's up here. 
You're at the one up here. I'm reading the one down here. By Crypto CEO. We already talked about this. We already talked about CEOs going over for Congress. Oh, okay. It's same thing then, right? Oh, yeah, you're right. Yep. You're right. It is. It is. It is. All right. Then I guess just one more because I think that's the last one down here. Uh, unless there's something yep. else. Okay. I'll read this one. While you look, just crypto. You want to try to see if there's another one out there while I read this one? Okay. All right. Uh, last news for this day. Uh, written by Andrew S. Mokov. Visa launches crypto consultation services amid uptick in client interest. Visa is diving deeper into the world of digital assets after it unveiled a new cryptocurrency consulting arm. The financial services giant hopes that the new initiative will facilitate mass adoption of Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies, as well as help its clients navigate the pitfalls of the fast-growing sector. We've seen a material shift in our clients' mindset in the last year, from a desire to explore and experiment with crypto to actually building a strategy and product roadmap. Carl Rutstein, Rutstein uh, global head of Visa Consulting and Analytics, said in a statement. According to the company, understanding the crypto ecosystem is a vital first step for financial institutions eager to attract or retain customers with crypto offerings. Retailers looking to develop to delve into non-fungible tokens, NFTs, or central bank banks exploring digital currencies, CBDCs. This is where Visa's crypto advisory practice, as the new arm is called, comes in. Willing to offer ex, uh, expertise in crypto-related areas, evaluate opportunities, and develop concrete strategies. Okay, side tangent, side tangent, aside from this news article, is that Visa has actually been producing very high-quality um, uh, quarterly reports in regards to crypto to their investors. They do a really good job. So if you can get your hands on that, on those, on those articles... They're very, very good. Uh, not financial advice. Not fun. No, I mean just just read the information that they're providing. Just what, what so what what they give is just like knowledge base of, of what's going on currently in in the crypto space to understand like why people are doing this to understand the technology behind so and so and and why this particular project is being adopted by this company. So they're kind of just being transparent with what's going on in the crypto to their investors. So not and it's up to the investors whether they want to invest into these projects, but it's it's. I think right. well, Visa is doing a good you job. You definitely have an opinion on Visa's viewpoint, but because we can't uh, say yay or nay to this, we can say, hey, we think this is cool. Maybe you could check it out and make, a, make up your own mind. It's cool. Visa further said its crypto-centric consultancy will help pilot new projects such as crypto reward programs and consumer wallets integrated with CBDCs. The credit card behemoth also announced the result of a new global survey which found that about one-third of more than 6,000 respondents already owned or used cryptocurrencies, either as an investment vehicle or as a medium of exchange. Globally, almost 40% of crypto owners said they would be eager to switch from their current bank to the one that offers crypto-related products in the next 12 months. Crypto represents a technology, techno, technological shift for money movements and digital ownership, said Terry Engel, uh, Angel, Angel, Angelos. Angelos? SVP and global head of fintech at Visa. As consumers change their approach to investing, where they bank and their views of the future of money, every financial institution will need a crypto strategy. I thought that was the end. Visa, but it's not. <laughs> but it's not. It's not like the end, but it's not. Visa is no stranger to making headlines in the world of crypto. The company has teamed up with a slew of companies within the industry, including major exchange exchanges FTX and Coinbase to allow its clients to pay with cryptocurrencies at more than 70, 70 million merchants globally with over $1 billion spent using its crypto linked card in the first half of 2021. Wow. On top of that, Visa is actively exploring NFTs and the opportunity they open. The payment company, the payments company also bought a CryptoPunk NFT for 49.5 ETH or the equivalent of approximately $165,000 in August, followed by the launch of the NFT-focused educational initiative in October. The latter was launched in partnership with NFT artist Micah Johnson and aims to help digital artists better understand what crypto and NFTs are all about. And that is the end. Okay, cool. Yeah, and that is probably the end of this show because it's... Perfecto, senor. Yeah. All right. Cool. Let's go ahead and uh, actually, I'll let you 
do that part there, your part, your little. That one part, all that right, one that thing one, that you one. do all the time at the beginning yeah. of the middle and the end. Yeah. <laughs> but we appreciate all of you, all of you who are listening and, and putting up with our antics and the craziness that is this show. It's one of those days. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, every day, right? We're, we're a couple of crazy guys, aren't we? Mm. Uh, if you like this, then hit that like, that thumbs up button. And uh, if you appreciate the uh, content and would like to listen to some more of it or watch some more of it, you can subscribe. Hit that notification bell so that we can, Sub. you can hear us every Wednesday and Sunday, mm. or watch us actually, or at least watch John uh, on YouTube. You can check us out on Discord. There's a lot of stuff going on, particularly with C3 Media Token and other tokens we're doing, which we release soon, particularly that little marketplace we come out with. Excited about that. You can also catch John on uh, Twitter Live Spaces on a regular basis. Been doing a lot of stuff with Ravencoin as of late. We're also on Patreon with a lot of extra content. And you can get us, um, if you want to donate there, donate in crypto forms of Bitcoin, Ethereum, Binance, Bat, and also Raven, because we like Raven. All the links are in the description at the bottom of this video slash audio slash whatever you're watching it on. Bottom, 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 bottom. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Cryptonauts, thank you all for listening all around the world. I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, thumbs up, sub. And until next time, stack sets and hot. Adios.